Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Sports History. On this episode, we will look at the events that define sports on the week of January 10th. My name is Mason Reuter, and I will be your host. On January 10th, 1982, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys 28-27 in the NFC Championship game. The game-winning touchdown catch is now known simply as the catch. 49ers quarterback Joe Montana ran a sprint-out play and threw the ball towards the back of the end zone where Dwight Clark would make a jumping fingertip catch and win the game. The 49ers went on to win the Super Bowl two weeks later. That would be the first of Montana's four Super Bowl wins and three Super Bowl MVPs. On January 10th, 1985, Lenny Wilkins became the first NBA coach to coach in 1,000 games. In this game, the Seattle Supersonics, coached by Wilkins, beat the Golden State Warriors. Wilkins ended his career with 1,412 total wins, including 80 in the playoffs. Over his career, Wilkins had a 356 winning percentage in the regular season as a coach. On January 10, 1986, Los Angeles Lakers center Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scores his 34,000th career point. Abdul-Jabbar was the first to get to that mark and one of only three players in NBA history to ever get there. He was joined by Karl Malone and then LeBron James. Abdul-Jabbar ended his career with 38,387 points the most in NBA history. On January 10th, 2003, the NBA announces that Charlotte was awarded an NBA expansion team. The team was originally named the Bobcats and would play under that name from 2004 to 2014 until they were renamed the Hornets. On January 10th, 2010, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Green Bay Packers 51-45 in overtime of the NFC wildcard round. The game was an offensive struggle between the Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers and Cardinals quarterback Kurt Warner. This game set NFL postseason records for the most points, touchdowns, and first downs. The two teams combined for 1,024 yards. The game was tied at the end of regulation, so they went to overtime. In overtime, surprisingly, a defensive score ended the game when the Cardinals recovered a fumble and returned it for a 17-yard touchdown, becoming the second NFL postseason game to end in overtime on a defensive touchdown. The Cardinals would go on to play in the Super Bowl that year before getting beat by the Pittsburgh Steelers. On January 10th, 2016. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Minnesota Vikings 10-9 in the NFC wildcard round. With 26 seconds left in the game, Vikings place kicker Blair Walsh went out onto the field to attempt the game-winning field goal from 27 yards out. He would pull this kick wide left and the Seahawks would win the game. Prior to that kick, Walsh was 3-for-3 on the day. However, None of that will be remembered because of his untimely miss. 
On January 11, 1967, the NBA grants San Diego a franchise. The team was named the Rockets. They would only stay in San Diego, however, for four years before the team moved to Houston, where they currently reside. This was the first of two NBA franchises that were in San Diego. The others were the Clippers, who eventually moved to Los Angeles, leaving San Diego without an NBA team. On January 11, 1973, the American League of the MLB adopted the designated hitter. The designated hitter rule says that the pitcher for a team does not need to bat and there will be a player who only hits to bat in their place. This rule is only in American League ballparks, meaning that if an American League goes to play in a National League ballpark, the pitcher has to bat. On January 11th, 1983, Edmonton Oilers' Pat Hughes became the first player to break a Wayne Gretzky record. Pat Hughes broke Gretzky's record for fastest two shorthanded goals when Hughes scored the goals within 25 seconds of each other. On January 11, 1987, the Denver Broncos beat the Cleveland Browns 23-20 in overtime of the AFC Championship game. Broncos quarterback John Elway led the team on a 15-play, 98-yard scoring drive to tie the game with 37 seconds left. On third and one, Elway threw a 5-yard touchdown pass to Mark Jackson. That touchdown and the extra point tied the game, which Denver won in overtime. The final scoring drive by the Broncos in regulation is now known simply as The Drive. On January 11, 1990, Indiana basketball head coach Bobby Knight became the winningest head coach in Big Ten basketball history. To this day, Knight still holds the record for most wins in Big Ten history. He finished his career with 659 wins. The next closest coach is current Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo with 636 wins. On January 11, 2001, the New York Knicks held their opponent under 100 points for the 29th consecutive time, setting an NBA record. The Knicks' streak would end at 33 games and would be broken just a few years later during the 2003-2004 NBA season. The Detroit Pistons were the ones who broke it and currently hold the record with 38 consecutive games. On January 11, 2004, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Green Bay Packers 20-17 in overtime of the NFC Divisional Round. While the Eagles were playing from behind for most of the game, during the fourth quarter, the Eagles were facing a 4th and 26 on their own 26-yard line with a minute 12 remaining. They would manage to convert the fourth down and get into field goal range nearing the end of the game and kick the game-tying field goal and would go on to win the game in overtime. On January 11, 2015, the Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys 26-17 
to 21 in the NFC Divisional Round. The game is most well known for the call that was made in the fourth quarter on Dallas's fourth and two play. With the Cowboys trailing the Packers 21-26 with under five minutes to go in the game, the Cowboys went for it on fourth down. Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo threw the ball up for wide receiver Des Bryant, who went up to make the catch. On the field, the play was ruled a catch with Bryant down at the one-yard line. After Packers head coach Mike McCarthy challenged it, it was determined that Bryant did not make the catch. This ruling gave the NFL one of the most hated sayings in their history, process of the catch. It is even worth noting that during the review, Packers players were mic'd up on the sideline, and you could hear linebacker Clay Matthews saying that Des Bryant had made the catch. They were just looking to see if he had made the touchdown. On January 12, 1958, the NCAA added the two-point conversion to scoring in college football. The two-point conversion allows teams to go for two points after a touchdown instead of the traditional one. The two-point conversion has also played into the NCAA's overtime rules. Starting in the third overtime, teams must go for two after scoring a touchdown. And starting in the fifth overtime period, teams will take turns attempting two-point conversions only until there is a winner decided. On January 12th, 1960, Syracuse Nationals center Dolph Shays became the first NBA player to score 15,000 points. He did this two years to the day after becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. There are currently 12 active players with 15,000 career points, but obviously times have changed and it was a great milestone for Shays and is still a great milestone for any NBA player. On January 12, 1992, the Troy State Trojans beat the DeVry Hoyas in the highest scoring NCAA basketball game of all time. Troy State gave up 141 points in that game and still won by over 100 points by a final score of 258 to 141. The two teams scored a combined 399 points. The Trojans would break their own record for most points scored in a single half by 20 points in the first half when they scored 123, just to break that mark in the second half with 135 points. When the game finally ended, the scoreboard read DeVry 141, Troy State 58, because the 100s marker went dark after the Trojans scored 200 points. On January 12th, 2013. The Baltimore Ravens defeat the Denver Broncos in the AFC Divisional Round by a final score of 38-35 to in double overtime. The Broncos were leading the Ravens 35-28 to with 44 seconds left in the game. For the play, the Broncos had seven defensive backs on the field where on third and three, the Ravens' offensive line could not maintain the block on Broncos pass rusher Von Miller long enough, which forced Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco to step up in the pocket and unload the ball. As was typical when Flacco was pressured, he unloaded the ball as deep as he could. He did just that on this play. 
throwing the ball as far as he could in the direction of Jacoby Jones, who had gotten behind the defenders, who made the catch and ran into the end zone. This score tied the game, and then they went into overtime, where neither team could get anything going, meaning that neither team scored in the overtime period, and then, in double overtime, Ravens rookie kicker, Justin Tucker, made the 47-yard game-winning field goal. Neither team had outscored the other in any period until the second overtime in this game, meaning that at the end of every quarter, the game was tied. On January 12th, 2015, the first college football playoff national championship game was won by the Ohio State Buckeyes with a final score of 42-20 to over the Oregon Ducks. Oregon scored first in this game, but the Buckeyes never trailed after 4 minutes and 36 seconds left in the first quarter. Buckeyes running back Ezekiel Elliott ran for 246 yards and two touchdowns. This game featured nine first-round draft picks in the starting lineups, six for Ohio State and three for Oregon. 23 of the 44 starters for this game were drafted, 17 for Ohio State to the six for Oregon. On January 13, 1999, Chicago Bulls guard Michael Jordan retired for the second time. This Jordan retirement was after the Bulls' second three-peat. He would come out of retirement again in 2001 and play three seasons for the Washington Wizards before retiring for a third time, that time, for good. On January 13, 2001, Dominique Wilkins became the third player to have their number retired by the Atlanta Hawks. Wilkins is one of six players to have their number retired by the Hawks now. He was third to Lou Hudson and Bob Pettit. After Wilkins, Pete Maravich, Dikembe Mutombo, and Kasim Reed all had their numbers retired. On January 13, 2004, Toronto Maple Leafs players Tom Fitzgerald and Gary Roberts became the first teammates to play their 1,000th career NHL game on the same night. There have now been seven pairs of teammates to accomplish that feat. There has only been one pair of defensemen players to make the their 1,000th game on the same day. That happened in 2018 for the Chicago Blackhawks. On January 13, 2008, Terrell Owens came to the defense of Tony Romo after the Dallas Cowboys lost to the New York Giants 21-17 in the NFC Divisional Round. The wide receiver's post-game interview gave football fans one of the most well-known lines from a post-game interview of all time, where Owens said, That's my teammate. That's my quarterback. On January 13, 2020, Houston Astros manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau were fired after being suspended by the MLB for one year. The Astros were found to have been stealing signs using cameras during their 2017 World Series championship season. Because of that, the Astros were extremely criticized and they wound up firing their manager and general manager after reports surfaced about their involvement in the scandal. On January 14, 1943, Montreal Canadiens player Alex Smart 
became the first NHL rookie to score a hat trick in his first career game. There have been seven players to accomplish that feat now. This game was the highlight of Smart's career. He played seven more games for the Canadians, only scoring twice before being demoted back to the minors. On January 14, 1951, the first NFL Pro Bowl was played. The game was played three weeks after the 1950 NFL Championship game. From 1970 to 2009, the Pro Bowl was played the week after the Super Bowl, when, in 2010, the Pro Bowl was moved to the week before the Super Bowl and the week after the conference championship games. The AFC currently leads the series 25-22, and the Pro Bowl was originally East vs. West and then was changed to AFC vs. NFC in 1970. The East won the first Pro Bowl, and the MVP was Cleveland Browns quarterback Otto Graham. On January 14th, 1973, the Miami Dolphins beat the Washington Redskins 14-7 in Super Bowl VII. This game capped off the first and only perfect season in NFL history. This one was done by the Miami Dolphins. Miami never trailed during the game. Dolphins safety Jake Scott was named Super Bowl MVP. The Dolphins would win their first of two Super Bowls in the Don Shula era in this game, and both coaches in this game, Don Shula and George Allen, are now Hall of Famers. In addition to the coaches, there were 10 other future Hall of Famers in this game. Seven of them were in the Dolphins organization, three of the Redskins. On January 14, 1993, Utah Jazz center Mark Eaton became the second player in NBA history to block 3,000 career shots. There are now five players in NBA history to have blocked five shots in their career. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the only player to get to 3,000 blocks before Eaton. Eaton is the only player to block 3,000 shots and not be in the Hall of Fame. The others who have blocked 3,000 shots are in order. Hakeem Olajuwon, Dikembe Mutombo, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mark Eaton, and Tim Duncan. On January 14, 2018, the Minnesota Vikings beat the New Orleans Saints 29-24 in the NFC Divisional Round. This game is well known for the last play. On that play, the Saints held a 24-23 lead and the Vikings had the ball on their own 39-yard line. There were 25 seconds left in the game when the ball was snapped. Vikings quarterback Case Keenum threw the ball 27 yards to wide receiver Stephon Diggs. Diggs caught the ball and ran into the end zone as time expired for the game-winning touchdown. Saints safety Marcus Williams missed the tackle once Diggs caught the ball and allowed him to run into the end zone untouched. On January 14, 2020, the Boston Red Sox fired their manager, Alex Cora, for his involvement in the Astros' sign-sealing scandal. Cora was a bench coach for the Astros in 2017 when they were found to have been stealing pitch calls of the opposing team. Cora was also suspended for one season by the MLB 
and then rehired by the Red Sox after his suspension was over. On January 15, 1892, James Naismith published the first rules to basketball. Naismith was the founder of basketball, and now the Basketball Hall of Fame is named after him. The rules were first published in Triangle Magazine. On January 15, 1942, the Chicago Cubs decided not to install lights at Wrigley Field because the military needed materials. The decision pushed the installation of lights at Wrigley Field back 35 years. There were only nine teams that had their first night game after the Cubs did in 1988. On January 15, 1967, the Green Bay Packers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 35-10 in Super Bowl I. The Green Bay Packers went on to win the first two Super Bowls with quarterback Bart Starr winning both MVPs. The head coach of the Packers at that time was the legendary Vince Lombardi. There were 21 Hall of Famers who were part of the game. 9 for the Chiefs and 12 for the Packers, including both coaches, the Chiefs owner, and a personnel administrator for the Chiefs. In sad news, on January 15, 1968, Minnesota North Stars player Bill Masterton passed away only two days after suffering a head injury during a game. He is the only player to die from an injury sustained in an NHL game in history. On January 15, 1978, defensive end Harvey Martin and defensive tackle Randy White, both of the Dallas Cowboys, became the first and only co-Super Bowl MVPs. They won the award when the Cowboys beat the Denver Broncos 27-10 in Super Bowl XII. Randy White is now in the Hall of Fame, but Harvey Martin is not. There were 12 Hall of Famers who were participating in the game. 12 were on the Cowboys' sideline, while only one was on the Broncos. Three of those 12 Hall of Famers were coaches who were inducted as players, including the only representative on the Broncos' sideline. On January 15, 1990, Golden State head coach Don Nelson became the second person in NBA history to appear in 1,000 games as a coach and as a player. Lenny Wilkins is the only other person to have accomplished this feat. At the end of Nelson's career as a coach, he was 1,335 and 1,063 for a 557 winning percentage. On January 15th, 1994, New York Giants linebacker Lawrence Taylor announces his retirement from the NFL. Most football fans remember Taylor for being a fierce competitor and, unfortunately, the Joe Theismann injury. Taylor did many good things as a player, though. Taylor played his entire career with the Giants, where he collected many accolades. He was a three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, one-time NFL MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, and defensive rookie of the year. His jersey number 56 has been retired by the New York Giants. On January 15, 
1997. Chicago Bulls forward Dennis Rodman kicked a cameraman in the groin during a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The incident happened when Rodman fell to the ground by the cameraman and then proceeded to kick him. Rodman would get suspended by the NBA for 11 games and fined $25,000. On top of the suspension and the fine, Rodman paid the cameraman $200,000 in order for the matter not to go to court. Between the loss of salary for the suspension, settlement with the photographer, and the fine by the NBA, Rodman lost over $1 million. This was the last year that Rodman played in Chicago, and people believe that this incident played a vital role in that. On January 15, 2014, Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw signs the then-largest deal in MLB history. Kershaw's contract was for seven years and $215 million. That made his annual salary $30.7 million. Mike Trout now has the largest deal in MLB history with a 12-year, $430 million contract, making his annual salary $35.8 million. On January 16, 1966, the city of Chicago was granted another NBA franchise. This was the third NBA franchise in Chicago. The others were the Chicago Stags, who played from 1946 to 1950, and the Chicago Packers, who are now the Washington Wizards, who only played in Chicago for one season in 1961. The Packers were very unpopular because they shared a name with the Green Bay Packers of the NFL, who were the Chicago Bears' rival. This team in Chicago was named the Chicago Bulls. On January 16, 1988, the St. Louis Cardinals of the NFL announced that they are moving to Phoenix, Arizona. They were in St. Louis from 1960 to 1987. While there, the team won two NFC East division championships and made the playoffs three times with zero league championships. Once the Cardinals moved to Phoenix, they were the Phoenix Cardinals from 1988 to 1993. Then they were renamed to the Arizona Cardinals in 1994 and have kept that name since. On January 16, 2020, the New York Mets and manager Carlos Beltran agreed to part ways after the news of the Astros sign-stealing scandal. Beltran was a shortstop for the Astros during their 2017 World Series run when he was supposedly one of the major player contributors in the scandal and therefore was let go by the Mets. He was the third manager to be released because of the scandal. That is all the sports we have for this week. Please join me again next week as we continue to look at the moments that shaped sports history.